How's it going, Spooky fans? Uh, this is your host, Ruben, here with uh, Spooky Husband Mystery Hour, and my favorite co-host... And I'm Quinn! <laughs> That's right. So today we're actually going to be talking about um, one of my actual, one of my favorite horror movies is um, Fright Night from 1985. Starring Chris Sarandon. I don't know if he's related to Susan Sarandon. I love her. I liked him in the movie. Then you have William Ragsdale as Charlie Brewster. The main character, and Amanda Bierce, Amy Peterson, the love interest. <laughs> um, so really quick, if you haven't watched this movie, just letting you know now, there is going to be spoilers that we're going to be talking about, because what this podcast is all about is us talking about spooky, horror, drama, mystery movies um, that we like to kind of go into depth with, of stuff that we've seen, stuff that you might have seen, um, that maybe other people just didn't notice or anything like that, so... Um, stay tuned with us. If you haven't watched the movie yet and you really want to, go ahead and put pause on us for a few seconds. We'll wait for you. No worries. You can't see me, but I'm waiting for you. <laughs> All right. Now that we're back, I have something very exciting that I wanted to say that I missed in saying the stars of this movie. Yes, what was that? Rowdy, Roddy McDowell plays Peter Vincent, the vampire yeah. slayer. But he's also in one of my favorite movies of all time. Which movie was that? He plays Akers in The Poseidon Adventure. He's the waiter. Really? Oh, just a waiter? No, he's the waiter. He's Akers. Oh. He helps. Okay, because well, uh, I don't really remember The Poseidon Adventures. I don't think I've actually ever like seen it all the way through. I've he, started it, but I never finished it. He secures the Christmas tree to help Gene Hackman and all the other people. Shelly Winters oh, climb oh, up the tree. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I was very excited when <laughs> I found that out when we started watching this movie. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, for everybody out there that hasn't seen the movie Fright Night, um, this is a movie about a um, a teenager boy that um, gets a new neighbor next door to him, and he finds out like all these strange stuff start occurring, and he finds out that his neighbor is a vampire. Okay, and first and foremost, I do have to say this. Okay, the the vampire um, that was played by Chris uh, Ceridon, I think I said his name right? Sarandon. Saran okay, yeah, Sarandon, my bad. You just said it earlier. Um, no, he played a really good vampire. I'm sorry. Like, that vampire was like, kind of, like, spot on. Like, it wasn't, like, too, too, uh, too, I, I don't know what you would say, like, too, uh, too dorky or, or goofy. No, he wasn't over the top. He was yeah. very, um, very stoked. He was very yeah. 80s. Like Patrick Bateman, did you catch his sweater game? Yeah, like okay, immaculate yeah, sweaters. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, he looked like a Calvin Klein ad. But I also noticed something. Did you notice always eating an apple? Yeah, I was actually gonna say I was gonna actually bring something up about that. I was like, because I noticed it the second time whenever he was uh, eating an orange too. Yeah, yeah. What is he like a fruit bat? What I, I mean, I, I mean, I know that's a type of bat too. So maybe like he. <laughs> I was I thinking know. towards the end of the movie, because, uh, spoiler alert, we've already said that, he turns Amy. Amy becomes his vampire mistress lady. Yeah. Biblical. Biblical, the apple. what do you mean? Yes, the snake oh, told yeah, the Eve snake to told apple. Eve. Yeah, okay, So maybe I see he that. was like, you know, and yeah. was tempting her, and that's what the apple was there for. Yeah. So the, I love the opening of this movie. You're in this, like, nice suburban neighborhood, all of these beautiful white houses, and these people are talking, and you can't see them. So I assumed, oh, it's, you know, they, just these people that live in this house. The first line of the movie is, it's not chilly, it's beautiful. 
I don't know why, but that was my favorite thing ever when this movie started. It just set the tone for it. And I said, that was a vampire. For sure. And this gross kissing noise, um, it sounded like a stake falling down a stair. Or like a set of stairs. It was the weirdest noise. So I, I just, I, I'm going to have to stop you on that one too. How do you know what a stake falling down the stairs sounds like? Are, like, are you talking about meat steak or are you talking like a, a meat wooden steak. steak? It sounded like meat falling down a staircase. Just, so just wet. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> um, yeah, so I said I thought they were real people. And I love the way that we are introduced to Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent, vampire killer. I loved every second of him being on the screen. I mean, I know Peter Vincent was supposed to represent more of like the Van Helsing and everything like that, you know, going through since he was since he started and, you know, he's the legendary vampire killer. Because, I mean, what is what's the first thing that you come to think of whenever you think of a vampire killer is Van Helsing. Helsing. Yeah. So that was his reference to that movie or into the movie for everybody else because he was the Van Helsing of that of that era. I just got when you said Vincent out loud, yeah. Vincent Price Famous horror movie guy. Yeah. Hosted TV shows. Yeah. Together. Yeah. References. And we'll, I, we'll, we'll probably get to more of this a little bit later on, but there were several Elvira references, too, that they went through because Elvira was the mistress of the night, and she would also host the the 80s movies and stuff like that, too. And sure she that. would always be like, hi, you know, like my... Um, Hi, my kitties, and stuff like that. And she would always talk about um, the movies of how it was and who she was and and... Whether she was in the movie or the role that she played or anything like that, yeah. you know. So like he was doing the exact same thing of it, and that's why I was like, "Oh, look at that! Yeah, it's like Elvira." This movie references. was so campy. It was I great. Loved it. Yeah, like I said, it's one of my favorite ones. Peter Vincent was like Liberace, just wearing earth tones with not <laughs> without the glitter, and I loved it. The, he always had some sort of like flowy garment, <laughs> like he had that that I don't know what you call it, um, a Sherlock Holmes jacket. It was like a trench coat. Yes. Yeah, I loved it. So, well, while you're talking about the beginning part of the movie still again, too, okay. How does nobody else notice two people carrying a coffin? In this nice it, yeah, it, neighborhood. In this, in this nice neighborhood. I mean, I, I guess that's what we talked about earlier when we, when we were watching Night Stalker. I guess it's just since that time frame, nobody, like, really locked their doors. Nobody really looked outside. Was there really, like, a neighborhood watch? True. I'm nosy, but I know when not to be nosy, and yeah. that is after the sun goes down. I don't look out the windows, so just feel free to come through our neighborhood, murder somebody. I won't see it. I will not be looking out the windows at night. Says you. I know you. You're like, you hear a noise outside, and you're like, what was that? Oh, Who, no. Who's killing us now? No, no. I, <laughs> I also, I, I wrote a little note. Um, I need Charlie to chill out in the beginning of this movie. He is going hot and heavy with Miss Amy, and Amy is not like all the other girls at normal teen high. She's not fast. <laughs> Well, no, but I've, uh, but okay, I, I know exactly what you mean about, you know, like, hey, I've been, uh, you know, it's always a no, it's always a no, no, it's always a no, but I think that, like, that drives that point to later on down the movie whenever Amy um, is seduced by uh, by uh, the vampire, by Jerry. Yeah. You know, it, it makes it that big of a scene because you're like, oh, well, that's... She say, she was... She was... Saving, yeah. It was going to be know? special, and now she's... Yeah. Oof. I I have notes about that whole thing. But I, okay, I, I have some notes too that we'll have to get into that one too. But can we also talk about like how fast um, Charlie was already like, oh no, he's a vampire, not like oh he's a murderer. A jump to or a he's, conclusion. Yeah, like damn frog jump. And I I'm just saying I 
as a teenager, if I would have been getting hot and heavy, I don't think anything could have, like, distracted me. <laughs> Laser focus. I would not have been like, oh, let me pull out my binoculars and look at the people outside with a coffin. <laughs> Which brings me to the point. They go downstairs, and his mom is down there. And I loved his mom. His mom was, like, my favorite character of the whole movie. <laughs> so... She comes down and she's like, oh, did you have fun helping him with his homework? Yeah, she was helping him work on something at home. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I know she's not that dense. Come on. But but, uh, but I, I get it. It was supposed to be like the whole, uh, uh, I don't know, lightheartedness. Like, yeah. oh, my kid wouldn't do anything like that. And then her reaction to mom. I saw people carrying stuff by the house. Oh, it's just the new neighbors moving in. It's midnight, Kathleen. And you're carrying a coffin. Like, listen to what your kid said. Hey, I saw them carrying a coffin. I'm sorry. If that was my kid and I'd be like, a coffin? Like, okay, first and foremost, are you sure? Why is anyone moving in after dark? True that. True that. <laughs> I'm 31 years old. I'm scared of the dark. I would not be moving into a new home in the dark. How do you find movers to move you at dark? I mean, I'm sorry. I have a lot of friends that would be like, yeah, Ruben, I'll, I'll help you move your like your house and stuff like that. But nobody would like be like, hey, let's go ahead and move at midnight. Maybe that, you know, that, that place around here that's like, what, two college hunks in a truck or whatever? I um, mean, maybe yeah. that's something they're into? I I don't know. I still feel like any any respectable business would be like, nope, we close at like seven for for any like moving things or I don't know. But that's just, that's just weird. Um, so, Amy leaves. In a huff. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. She she leaves in a huff because... He's cause, disregarded her. She was yeah, ready. She, she was like... She was like, sure, okay, let's do this. You know, I didn't want to, but now, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. But, sorry, Charlie, you were too obsessed with the coffin. <laughs> so the next morning, picture it. Normal teen high school. Okay. Charlie's failed his trigonometry test. Oh, of course he has. And we meet his friend, Evil. Which it took me until the last 10 minutes of the movie to figure out that his name was Edward. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, his actual name was Edward, and he hated it, because I don't know if you, you caught that part a little later. Did you? No. Oh, yeah, no, he hated that name because he even told Charlie, like, he yelled at Charlie twice for calling him evil. Yeah, he didn't like evil, but I didn't know his name was Edward until halfway through the movie, oh. and when we were introduced to him as a character, I was too busy writing that he looks like that English actor that hasn't aged since, like, 1996. Oh, the the one from, um, uh, the Maze Runner. Not, yeah. not, not, not the main guy, but, um, but yeah, one of the other characters that was in Maze Runner. The one they photoshopped into that Legend of Zelda TV show poster. That guy. It's the same guy yeah, from Yeah, yeah, I, I know which, I know which guy you're talking about, but I just can't think of his name right now. I don't know his name. I didn't look but, it up. But no, yes. Agreed 100%. He really did look like him. He super did. So, we see Amy again. She disregards Charlie because she's over it. Charlie gets home. And who is stepping out of the car in front of Charlie's house but a sexy lady in a blue dress? Yes. Queen of the 80s. Mm -hmm. I loved everything about her outfit. Yeah. Okay. So they, he goes inside to talk to his mother, and she makes a gay joke, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Yeah, it was like super subtle. It, <laughs> it wasn't was super like, subtle. It, it wasn't, wasn't offensive. Weird. He has a live-in carpenter. He must be gay. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh really hard. <laughs> and also, I um I realized after watching the movie for ten minutes, Amy totally grew up to be an art teacher. 
And he totally grew up to be an art yeah. teacher? And that movie universe, why? she grew up to be an art teacher. Okay, okay, why? She gives off very art teacher vibes. She dresses like a hip baby. Which means she grew up to dress like a hip baby. And that's how, how art teachers in like elementary school dress. Okay. Mrs. Lippy From Billy Madison. She grew up to be Mrs. Lippy. Okay, um, I, I may have to re rebuttal your 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 theory there, cause I, cause I mean you've been watching New Girl also with me too. She was an art teacher for elementary school, cause she doesn't dress like that. She she dresses like a baby sometimes. <laughs> okay, sometimes yes, sometimes, but um, but anyway, so you were saying that the this uh, this this lady goes in and she's looking for for um. For the address, the house? Yes. Right? Okay. 99, was it 99 Oak? I don't know. I don't or really remember. Ash. I wasn't really paying attention to that part. I've never seen a street with just double-digit house numbers. That double-digit? So. We had to take a small break. So, uh, we had to take a small break. We're continuing. We had to let our puppy dog in. We couldn't tell if you guys could hear him crying or not. So, we see Charlie go to, I, I guess, a diner? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was one of the 80s there. You like know, it's where all the, all the teenagers go from high school and everything like that. I, I, need a milk, I need a milkshake, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I need a milkshake. We're going to study for this test. So, Charlie's studying. Amy shows up. And she wants to reconcile. Bless her heart. Well, while she's speaking to him, telling him, you know, oh, I've missed talking to you. We don't talk on the phone, everything. The news comes on. And guess who was murdered? Pretty lady in the blue dress. Yup. And did you catch that they also said that, well, I mean, I know back then they were in the movies, they were calling them prostitutes. But I know, like, nowadays, it's, they were, she was the lady of the night. Sex workers. Is that the proper term yes, now? Yes, we call them sex workers. I thought it was the lady of the night. No, that's even worse. Really? Yes. Okay, well never mind then. We call them sex workers. Okay. So, he sees that the sex worker has been murdered. He's like, ah, shit. So he starts ignoring Amy again. Yeah. Guess what Amy does? Uh, well, I mean, let's see. Since I watched the movie with you, too, he, she threw a, what was it? A chili, chili cheeseburger? cheeseburger and smears it on his face. face. I'm Team Amy. Really? Go Amy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You just saw you just saw this woman. If that was me, I'd kind of be distracted too. I'd be like, "Hang on, she was just at my house yesterday. Like she was alive yesterday, and now that she was she was uh, mutilated, found the very next day. Without I'm a sorry, head, I true. really wouldn't be like paying attention to you that much when you're like, "Hey, I kind of missed you, and I want to get back together." No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of focused on the dead person that was at my house. You yesterday. could say, "Hey, hold on." I saw that lady yesterday. He could have acknowledged her existence, but he didn't acknowledge her existence when she sat down. He deserved a cheeseburger in the face. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you partial on that one, too. <laughs> so, when he gets home, we see a scene of someone just casually painting a window black. Don't mind me, I'm just painting my windows. As you do. Now it's nighttime. And guess what's happening? Here comes the fog. Yeah. Okay, that's... So, I have something to, to talk about with the fog, but I'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay, I really I have, like, some really cool notes on that one, too, because I was like, why is there always so much fog? 
but yes. It was like foreshadowing. I was like, every yeah. time something bad's happening, it gets foggy. Yes. And I realized, Charlie is you watching horror movies. Just casually snacking, watching people be murdered on television. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's how you do it. You can't like show emotion on that. You can't have a connection. No. Um, see, because that's where Charlie messed up. Because on the next part where Charlie was uh, kind of like spying on his neighbor and then they started he started seeing um, the neighbor and this other lady start going hot and heavy at it. Mm-hmm. Right? Boobies. 15 minutes into the movie, yes. it was a record. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Normally 80s horror movies, you get those in the first five minutes. <laughs> they held out. They hooked you. <laughs> but what were you saying? But yeah, no. So while... while um, while Charlie is like spying on him, like uh, Insomnia, you know, or not Insomnia, um, that other movie with um, Disturbia. Yes, thank you. Um, I did, but kind of like Disturbia. Um, you know, he sees them going at it, and so that's when the neighbor actually find. That's when you finally get a chance to see the neighbor. That's when you finally get a chance to see, uh, which he'll reference his name as Jerry, the vampire, um, and he sees Charlie back, and that's when he closes the blinds, and that's what starts our little uh, cat and mouse game that we start having here. This is when I noticed the vampire has a full set of acrylics on. He okay. looks like a TikTok influencer with these freaking French tip daggers <laughs> that he's just... He looks like the hand, the finger, the the nail polish emoji trying to kill this lady. So, did you also notice that every time that they showed his hands, whenever he was like in vampire mode, I guess, or changing, they grew like six inches. They're so big. Yeah, they were like super long. He could pump a beach ball. Dude, yeah, probably. Yeah, no, like hardcore. Um, but yeah, but you notice that too, right? Yeah, his hands yeah. get super big. Yeah, before and then they go back to normal size whenever he's just regular person. I'm not gonna lie though. Um, I'm a little bit on Amy's side. The vampire was kind of cute. Especially, <laughs> like I said, no, he. Oh, okay. The yeah, no, especially like the the way he dressed and the way he acted. Like his whole persona in the movie itself was very like okay. He can't be that bad. Like he's not that. Yeah, bad. I mean, he he just kills and and uh, and and murders people, but yeah, can't oh, be that bad. He's the worst. It gets bad. It gets worse. Way worse. <laughs> so, again, right from the start, Charlie, as soon as that they make each other, Charlie's like, oh, nope, he's a vampire. I saw fangs. I saw claws. I saw everything. And what are you going to do as a teenager when, whenever you see all this? Tell your parents, as you should. <laughs> right. But do they ever listen? In, no. In these movies? No. But how dare Charlie speak to his cool but oblivious mother the way he does? <laughs> Why? I, I noted this several times throughout the movie. He shouts so much. Yeah, he does. He is like from one. He's like he goes from a one to a ten, like hardcore. I'm like, sorry if, if that was me and I did that in my family. My parents would have already been like, nope, go to your room. Up, oh, nope, we're going to the car or something. I would be naked in the yard. <laughs> my parents would have beat me naked and said, leave. <laughs> we learn the vampire has an assistant, and his name, Billy Cole. Yes. It so sounds Mr. Billy so Cole. Fake. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. else? <laughs> I don't think you would want a person with like actual, like actual a real name. name. Yeah. Well, I mean, not like a real name or 10 bucks is that he, you know, he's been alive for a while too or something. Or, yeah, you know, or he's did something. He's real dead in the eyes. Yeah. There's hardcore. something weird going on there. Yeah. So Charlie calls the cops. Mm-hmm. This is where we meet Lieutenant Lennox. 
I wish we didn't see him that much. No, no I wish I he was, he was a, character. Like a character. I like I think he was just like a cameo character kind of thing. Charlie gets him to go into Mr. Dandridge's house, where he meets Mr. Cole, and he proceeds to touch all of the evidence of Dandridge killing all of these people, digging in boxes, where he finds what? A picture of Amy. A portrait of Amy. Or at least uh, someone that, that resembles Amy. Because have you ever noticed that in a lot of the vampire movies, or any vampire show, there's always that, that oh, that was my long-lost love. Yeah, they always pine for their love, lost yeah. lover. I wrote, Charlie, stop touching all that evidence. <laughs> all of it. Stop touching it. And then, how long until somebody sets Charlie down and says, Charlie, are you on drugs? I fully anticipated somebody asking him if he was on drugs at some point during the movie. No, they're just going to go straight with, you're, you're insane. You're crazy. They don't even have to assume that you're on drugs or anything. They're just going to be like, no, you're, you said you saw a vampire? Oh, yeah, no, we're going to go ahead and just throw you a... Uh... We're going to go ahead and stop bothering people and just throw you away for a while. Yeah, we're just going to put you in a room. Yeah. So after that, um, Charlie actually goes... Well, after Charlie actually gets kicked out of the house, because the cop is like, oh, this guy is off his rocker. He didn't tell me anything about a vampire. He just told me he saw the, late, the girls there. Which, still... Even in the 80s, I would feel like the cops would have still been like, oh, well, let's go ahead and keep going with this. This kid may be going a little crazy with a vampire story, but... But, as we learned... Still, there's still girls, there's still ladies missing, and this, this guy, or Charlie, has seen these ladies several times at, these, at his neighbor's house. But, as we learned today, binge-watching Night, Night Stalker, Stalker on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. We're not sponsored, but Netflix if you want to. The police weren't doing their jobs in the 80s. We all know it. Yeah. <laughs> the police didn't care. And you see that come up several times in this movie. They call the cops, and the cops are like, mm, no. But I mean, again, if the cops were to get called for like, hey, there's a vampire chasing me. True that. Are you really going to take it with a, a full grain of... or Not with a full grain of salt. Man, that was a bad reference. Um, a, well, that's a good t-shirt. A, a, yeah, I guess so. Um, but are you going to take it seriously? No. No, I wouldn't. I mean, the cops didn't do that either in, in Monster Squad. True. If you haven't seen that movie, that's another great movie from the 80s. We should watch that one next. That one should be on our list. Um, also, I like that his best friend's name is Evil. I wrote that down here at the bottom. That oh, it was yeah. foreshadowing. Oh, then, oh, okay. oh, nice. Nice. Um, so, again, after he kind of gets kicked out of the house... Um, Charlie goes to see his friend Ed, which, again, everybody he calls evil. Actually, he gets called evil by everybody, which is really, really interesting. Um, he goes to his friend for help, and his friend, of course, gives him some great friendly advice of, well, you always have to do your, your vampire rules. What is it? Um, have a cross, but you have to have faith, because if you can't have faith, if you don't have faith, the cross does nothing. Uh, you have garlic, um, holy water, and then one of the most important rules of uh, dealing with vampires i would say it's actually one of the top ones is the home invite yes the vampire cannot come into your home unless you invite them in now what are we thinking is going to happen while we're watching this movie oh he's going to be protected and that's where the movie's going to end he's going to go home just barricade himself in and be like you know what i got this he's going to be safe i did have two notes about this scene (laughs) the cross was gold 
The cross was gold. Crosses can be gold. I thought the cross had to be silver. No. I thought it was silver. Is that werewolves? Well, silver is werewolves. Get your get your monsters right. Your okay, animals well, right. I wrote get it together, evil, giving out golden crosses. Also, I feel like evil grew up and he had a kid, and that kid's name was Sid, and he tortured toys. <laughs> okay, sure. We can go with that too, I guess. <laughs> I, I can you see my paper from where you're sitting? Yes. What I wrote down. I wrote, Charlie's mom is about to ask the vampire to dinner. She's gonna make pasta. And immediately... <laughs> no, I wasn't even thinking pasta. I was thinking cocktails. I figured, because she's a oblivious cool mom, she was gonna make Italian pasta, like a full Italian dish, and invite the vampire over. And then I wrote in big capital letters, called it. <laughs> and I know you no. saw me writing it down when we were watching. No, I called the exact same thing. So I was like, okay, so what can obviously go wrong with this? Oh, the mom's going to invite the guy over for, for a drink, for cocktails. And did you notice the Bloody Mary she had in her hands? I was going to say that. Yeah. I loved it. I said, please tell me he's drinking a Bloody Mary. Or should I say a Bloody Amy? Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> because of the portrait? Yeah. <laughs> um... So that's actually where the this is um, this is the first time that Jerry and Charlie actually meet face to face, right? And they actually yes. talk and everything. And you actually notice still he has the long fingers, mm -hmm. and which again, okay, if if I was his mom, how do you not notice that? If you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to this guy and 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 he has a full set of acrylics on. Yes, how are you not noticing this? I. And he's, I don't know. <laughs> but, he's very um you can tell he's not like a normal person. Yeah. He's too I st stiff, is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I, I wouldn't say stiff. I mean some people would, would call that like more mysterious, more like aloof. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um so this is actually where the movie starts to pick up a lot more. Because I know we're probably like talking and you're like, man, when are we going to get to the good stuff here? So this is when it actually starts to pick up more. So now that Charlie and Jerry have actually seen each other, this is when Jerry's like, yeah, hey, hey, guess what? I know you saw me kill those ladies and heard those screams. I'm going to come over to your house now like every night if I want to. Because guess what? <laughs> I'm invited. Yeah, now I can get in this bitch any time. Yeah. So he starts actually, um, he goes over the very next, or no, that night. That night after that mom night. goes to bed. And okay, can we just talk about that too? How do you not hear anything? Because, okay, fans, um, this is the next part of the movie. So Jerry actually starts throwing Charlie around the room when he's like beating him up. Um, he breaks the closet uh, door. He gets thrown against the wall, breaks the wall. Breaks like a, a pinball machine that he had in his room. Like yeah. everything's going off, and the mom does hears nothing. Like there's no screaming. There's no like what's going on, what's happening. No. When I got out of my bed, my parents were like, "What are you doing up?" I'm getting a glass of water. How, okay. <laughs> I, I feel like we get an answer at the end of this scene. She just casually slips into the conversation when he says, "Oh, nothing happened. I was just having a nightmare." Mom casually says. Do you want a Valium? True that. Okay. That's why. That's why. You she know was cocked out. Pro yeah. I also thought that Dandridge, the vampire, yeah. fully Santa Claused his way into the house. No, <laughs> you didn't see the, the open window in, no. in the in the mom's room? No, because yeah. I, I just heard the bat-like sound. So uh -huh. he went downstairs and I was like, 
He has Santa Claused his way down the chimney and he's waiting downstairs <laughs> as a bat. And then he was upstairs getting fresh with mom. Yeah. No, he came in through he came in through the mom's window. Whenever um it pans into the mom's room again. Because it does that, that whole panoram thing where you see the mom and then it like goes to the door and then it goes back and he's there. But what you see is that the uh, the window's open originally when they pan away from the window and then when he go back, he's there. He's Got standing there. It. Um did you notice that in the mirror? He his they actually didn't have his reflection. I didn't notice at yeah. that time. So like whenever he's walking by the mirror in his mom's bedroom, uh, Dandridge is. Uh, you don't see the uh, you don't see any reflection in the mirror like a true vampire. So you're like, okay, cool. Charlie was right. He was a vampire. But the other thing I caught was that there's a delay in the door, guys. So if you go back and watch the movie again, Dandridge opens the door and in the mirror the door doesn't move. It moves a few seconds after the door's already been opened, and then it starts to move too. Like someone was like, "Oh crap, pull the string." I didn't even catch yeah, that. Yeah, I was looking at that every time that they would show like him invisible or anything like that. I kept looking behind there to see if like if it was still matching the same thing. Hmm. It was really cool. I like that Charlie goes back into his room after being accosted and probably being exposed to like a future kink with this fight with this vampire. I don't think so. Choking him that. and calling boy. It was. I feel like some people probably had an awakening with that. I'm not touching it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to describe this to people. But he sits back down in his chair to continue watching the uh, Peter Vincent show and leaves his window open. Well, I mean, okay. I, I can kind of understand that because you just got thrown around this this. This uh, this vampire is obviously super strong, and something that uh, you didn't say earlier too was that Charlie actually um, nailed down his window shut, like with multiple nails, and uh, Dandridge just freaking opens the window up with his pinky. Did you notice oh, that when they were I fighting? I did see because he popped. Yeah, because he, he just popped, popped it open. Yeah. yeah, he popped up the lock, and then he just like opened up the window with his pinky, and you're like, well, great, that didn't mean nothing, you know? True. Oh, and this was the first time that we actually got to see the special effects. Which is, folks, this is one of my, my all-time things on 80s movies, on any kind of horror movie, is I love seeing the special effects. Did you see, like, his face, the jaw, the teeth, and everything that changed whenever he just got stabbed by a pencil? They were incredible. That was awesome. Like, it I makes it, that. like, from today's CGI to back then, it makes it look so much more realistic, I guess, if you want to call it like that. Like, it doesn't look like a prosthetic. I think they call those practical effects. Okay, I yeah. think so. But I'm not 100%. So... Ooh, there was something else that I actually forgot to tell you about, too. So you know how you were saying that there was, like, what you thought was foreshadowing with the, with the, with the fog, right? Mm -hmm. Well, did you see the foreshadowing with the picture? Mm -mm. No, okay, so when Charlie is, is getting, um... When him and uh, when Charlie and and Dandridge, the vampire, are going at it and stuff like that, and they're fighting, well, Charlie hits the picture of Amy, and it flies out of the window, and the picture lands on her neck with the hole where it gets stabbed on the uh, on the fence. Oh shit! Yeah, I noticed that too, because even when like Charlie looked back out the window, there's there's her picture that got stabbed through with a, a wooden stake. Foreshadowing. I didn't catch that. Yes. Yeah. I was very furiously writing notes the entire movie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I have like six pages of notes here. 
See, I only have like maybe three or four, but that was because I was just writing down like quick little things of, that I wanted to talk about or just wanted to, to pinpoint on it. But yeah, but that her the picture falling was actually a really big reference to it, to something that you'll see later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Yeah. So, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. So, I'm assuming Charlie did take that Valium and he went to bed. <laughs> I don't think so. No, actually, I don't think so. I think he stayed up all night watching Fright Night with Peter Vincent. Because they did do because that. that well, that's what they. That's what was uh, what you were talking about before. Whenever you're like, I can't believe he didn't close his window. Well, he was watching Peter Vincent. And he was like, Yeah, I need help. I, I need a, a a vampire hunter, and that's where our vampire hunter comes into the story. Yes. Now, so right. Charlie goes and finds Mr. Vincent at the studio where he's recording his show. And, again, Charlie has issues with his volume control. Why are you shouting at Mr. Vincent? Because <laughs> he's, uh, he's super excited and he needs help killing a vampire. Wouldn't you be, like, screaming when someone's just like, oh, yeah, you want my autograph? Okay, here you go. True. He is just a boy standing in front of an old man asking him to help him murder his neighbor. Yeah. Uh, oh, when they're talking, did you get the uh, the reference to um, to another horror movie? Mm-mm. Um, Mr. Vincent uh, says that he's been he's been fired from his job as as the TV show, mm-hmm. right? Well, because he's like, yeah, I guess kids nowadays don't want to see you know vampire hunters or anything else. All that they want is virgins getting slaughtered in uh, at camp. Friday the 13th reference. Because oh Friday gosh. the 13th came out in 1980 earlier. Really? Before Fright Night. Yeah, five years before Fright Night. Um, but yeah, so that they like in this movie, they make a lot of references to other movies. Like Tom Holland, the director of this one, did a really great job of like just throwing those little tidbits in there, too. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I heard that and I was like, ha, Friday the 13th reference. That's funny. <laughs> like, it's a little like blow at that because, yeah, I thought that was, I just thought that was cool. I loved when after he after Charlie talks to Mr. Vincent, we get back to Charlie's house and he has vampire proofed his room, and it looks like a goth kid wet dream. Okay, what I thought it was it reminded me of like a it reminded me of like a, a Mexican church cathedral kind of thing with all the candles and the yes. and uh, and you know like all the the crosses on the windows and everything like that. All I was the like, prayer oh, candles. Wait, I, need to, I need to go ahead and uh, light another candle for. For everything there, for for my safety and it all. <laughs> and I love so his friends come back, um, Amy and Edward. We're gonna call him Edward since he doesn't like being called evil. Eddie and Amy show up, and while they're talking about the neighbor, Charlie says, "I just have to go over there and kill him. I have a stake." And Amy's words, exact words, are, "That's murder, Charlie." <laughs> Okay, did, did that remind you too of the lava? <laughs> yes, that kills people, Carl. Oh yeah, it was Carl. For some reason, I was thinking of Charlie also. That, no, it, it also her voice sometimes reminded me of Charlie the Unicorn. Yeah, <laughs> they're Leopoldans, Charlie. <laughs> um, oh, something that we didn't talk about too with that was um, Amy. Do you know what else she's uh, referenced in, or what other? Major show that she is in. 
Before you looked it up, did you know? I thought I did. It took me until the end of the movie to figure out exactly where I thought I'd seen her before. Uh huh. But go ahead and tell me where she's from. She is from her star role in Married with Children. She is Peg Bundy's friend, the next door neighbor that always makes fun of Al. Darcy! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's Darcy. Marcy Darcy. I think that's her name. I believe Darcy was her last name in the show. Yeah, and her first name was, I think her first and last name rhymed. Yeah, I think so too, because I remember Al making fun of her about that, but I'm not really sure. She was only on there for a couple of seasons, I think, because there there was a different, either it was a different Mr. Darcy. Oh, no, there was a different different Mr. Darcy because she threw him out because she made all the money. Yeah, there you go. Well, anyways. (laughs) So when they're trying to convince Charlie not to murder his neighbor, Mm -hmm. Amy who was going to go all the way with him the night before, says, I love you, Charlie. You're 10. Stop it. You know, they never actually really discussed their ages in the movie. They didn't, which makes it kind of okay, but not okay. They just said teenagers, so I'm going to go with 18. I hope they were 18, because what we see I'm, later on in the movie... I'm going to go with 18. Yeah, I'm going with 18. Um, but yeah, so again, she's like, that kills people, Charlie. Um... And they devise, they make this whole big plan because they go get Mr. Vincent. Yes, because mm-hmm. he's the only one that can speak reason to Charlie. Of, of course, yeah. Because, I mean, again, you can't call the cops. You can't do anything like that. They're just going to throw him away, and he's mm-hmm. going to think that he's still right. So Crazy. how do you prove somebody is wrong by proving they're right? No. Like, he needed who, to see who proof else? Yes. that yeah. it wasn't a vampire. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, everybody. I was hoping when they were knocking on the door to Mr. Vincent's apartment that he would have a manservant. He seems like a kind of guy that would have, like, I've heard manservant. I don't know what that is, but he seems like he would have one. A butler? There you go. Yeah. A butler. <laughs> a manservant? What is this? I feel like he would have a butler. And did you notice something okay. when they were in Mr. Vincent's apartment? While they're walking around, they're all standing in front of a mirror, and Mr. Vincent walks in front of the same mirror with Eddie and Amy, and he has no reflection. Well, okay, I thought that too, but actually it's the way the camera was angled. Because of the way Eddie grabbed her, it was like this, and you could see his hand around Amy whenever he was talking to Vincent. Because I was like, ooh, I wonder if it is. Because, again, I've seen this movie, like, several times. And I was like, I got to see it. I was like, I wonder if they're, like, going to do another, like, little foreshadowing thing or anything. But, no, you can actually see his hand. Okay. But, yes. yeah, I thought the exact same thing, too, and I was like, and I saw it. So, they're, they've, they were, were going forward. It's now, they've made a deal with Mr. Vincent and, and Mr. Dandridge. Uh, Mr. Mr. Vincent has said, you know, can we pretend that you drink holy water in front of Charlie so that he'll leave you alone and stop trying to murder you? Yeah. They agree on Mr. Dandridge's request to meet at 6 p.m., which apparently in this town means it is full dark outside. I mean, we live over here in, when we live in Texas, and right now it gets, gets dark by 5 True. So how can you... Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that weird. There's a lot of places that get dark, you know, within a quick time frame. Tell me why, though, if Charlie's planning on murdering his neighbor, he shows up wearing a full suit. Well, okay, so originally when he was going to murder him, he was going to murder him right then and there. He was like, hey, I'm going to go over there right now. And it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Eight in the morning, um, eight or twelve. But then that's whenever Peter Vincent came over, and everyone was like, "Yeah, let's dress a little nice. Let's do this because we're going to meet him, and we're going to do all this stuff." We'll be so, nice, okay. yeah. 
That's why I was like, those aren't murdering clothes. No, he was going to go over there like right then and there and be like, yeah, let's do this. Charlie starts shouting again when Mr. Vincent shows up. And poor sweet Amy is, she's just surrounded by dummies. Everybody goes into this house just willingly, just oblivious, except for Charlie, who's just shouting. My favorite thing, though, in this scene is they're all discussing if, if Mr. Dandridge is a vampire. And Charlie just says, where's your coffin? And Mr. Vincent looks so offended. Like, Charlie has just pooped on the carpet in front of <laughs> Mr. Dandridge for asking where this coffin is. Well, yeah, no, I totally get that, too. I mean, that I don't know. That Would you... Yeah, no, I would say that's still kind of rude, though. You go into somebody's house, and even though you, yes, even though you know that they're a vampire and everything else, but you're just going to be like, hey, where's your stuff? Yeah. Where's it? I mean, that. are you going to ask a killer where's all of his hiding things are, and they're going to be like, yeah, it's right over here. No, true. Yeah, no, got to be a little bit smarter, Charlie. Come on, think about this. So, uh, Mr. Dandridge drinks the holy water, and nothing happens. What happens next, Ruben? I need you to take it from here. Okay, well, so with the holy water... So, actually, I have a question on that, too. Did you notice that he put it by the fire? I was going to make a dad joke that he was boiling the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, I know, I, I could totally understand that joke, too, because that was good. But I was thinking, I was like, does holy water, like, when it, like, boils or anything like that, does it turn, like, a foggy color? Does it... Was he trying to Does see it, if it yeah, was? Yeah, to see if it was holy water or if it was regular tap water. Because that's what Mr. Vincent told him, too. Because what um, what you forgot to say was Mr. Vincent actually called Dandridge and was like, yeah. Hey, we're going to go ahead and just show Charlie that you're lying and all this stuff. And you're going to show it's fake. Maybe maybe Dandridge has sensitive teeth. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, they ended up using tap water in it. Mr. Dandridge drinks the whole vial and is like, Yeah, look, see, huh, nothing. Nothing goes. Um, but as they're about to leave or anything like that, Mr. Vincent uh, pulls out his trusty uh, like cigarette holder kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like a cigarette case with yeah, a mirror in it. with a mirror in it. And what does he find, everybody? No reflection. That's one of the biggest key things on a vampire. If you ever uh, get your phone out, try to see if you can take a picture of them. They won't show up. And then he gives it away by scaring himself and dropping his case. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate to say that. I would probably, like, freak out a little, too, if that were me. I, would, I know I would have dropped... Yeah, I probably would have dropped my phone or something like that. For too. sure. But, I mean, hey, he tried to play it off really cool, though. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm just old and clumsy. Ha, ha, ha. Now, this brings up a, a good question. Do you ever think vampires prank each other since they don't have mirrors? And they're like, hey, let me cut your hair. And then, like, give somebody a fryer tuck, and you just have to walk around like that for a century? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I know. I, I Yeah, I think I would do that, too, I if, I was a, if I was somebody's, like, a vampire. But that's also why he had, like, his trusty, that, that other guy. His manservant. Uh, or, as they say in Skyrim, his, his thrall. Yeah, his Thane. thrall. Wait, no. Thane is the, is the lord that runs the land. A thrall is the one that's under vampire's control. Vampire's thrall. Yes, a vampire's thrall. We um, read books. That's right. So, so after all of that, too, um, Peter Vincent finally tells Charlie, yes, he's a vampire, drives away scared. Correct. Okay, right? So, after that, they, just, they, um, 
Ed and Amy are like, okay, we're going home now, bye. And of course, Charlie was like, no, we're all gonna go home together. We're gonna drop off Amy first and then we'll drop you, Ed, off. And then I'll go back to my house solo. Cause again, the vampire is not gonna kill me when I'm going solo. But um, going through that, Ed still calls them out saying, you know, hey, uh, you guys are dumb, you guys are crazy. There's no such thing as vampires, but what happens? He what gets happens? got. He by gets the got. Yep. He decides to go down this 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 uh, alleyway too. Which, by the way, how far does Amy live? Why does she live the in house? the inner city? Yeah. And Charlie lives in Pleasantville. Yeah. Like, what was that about? I I thought. I don't know. And what? No car? No nothing? I mean, I know Charlie's car got like destroyed by the vampire. By the vampire, whenever uh, he found out. But um, but yeah, like, what happened with the car? Um, I wrote, how come nobody else had a car? I wrote, Jerry, stop playing with your food, eat his narrow ass, and keep the movie going. Because this scene where Dandridge is chasing down Eddie, it, he was playing with his food. Well, yeah, but I mean, he wanted to show him too, like, hey, you don't have to be weak and, you know, uh, get picked on or anything else. I can show you how to be strong, I can show you how to do this. And that's actually where he gives him the gift, or... You know, what they always say in other movies is like, oh, it's not a curse, it's a gift, and yeah, blah, he, blah, blah. He, gives him a he turns him into a vampire. Yeah, he gives him a yes. speech about not being bullied anymore. Yeah. Like, just get bullied like the rest of us. Don't turn into a vampire. Yeah. Oh, and uh, for everybody out there, if you ever notice, like, mysterious fog coming around you when everything, yeah, run. just run. Just run. You're going to die. Just run. Because that was one of the biggest things in this movie, too, is just like when something happened, oh, look, there's just random fog coming in this one area. Run. This is the point in the movie that I realized that Amy might have been Darcy from Married with Children. I wrote it in big letters. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, when you saw her? Yeah, because there was a certain light when they're going past an 80s club yeah. called Club Radio. I wonder how much Coke was in there. It was the 80s. Okay, sure. Um, so, after that happens, you know, yeah, so like you said, they start going running through a club. And I think Tom uh, Holland, again, the director, was actually the cook. That was chasing after them at the edit because when I looked up his picture, I was pretty sure that was him. Really? But, yeah, because I mean, most of them, most uh, the directors, they do make little cameos and stuff like that. Like Stephen King um, mm-hmm. makes a bunch of cameos throughout all of his movies, and Tom Holland actually worked a lot with Stephen King in like Thinner and the Long Inner uh, Langoliers. Yeah, the Langoliers movie. Yeah, but. So they take him in there, and again, this is the part that I was talking about earlier where Amy kind of gets, like, seduced from the vampire whenever um, Charlie's trying to call for help, trying to call people of what's kind of going on. And Amy finally, like, is like, oh, I'm scared. I actually believe you now, which takes half of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. But again, I I can understand, like, her skepticism whenever somebody tells you, like, hey, this is what's going on. You're like, okay, kind of want a little proof so I can make sure to... I want to back you up and I believe you, but at the same time, I got to be rational about this in case you go on the deep end. Yeah. Where she sees him. And then this was actually a really cool scene, I thought, too, where she's dancing and it keeps, um, the camera keeps, keeps switching between them dancing and then her dancing in front of a mirror solo. Yes. Like and that, it took that one was super cool, I thought. Halfway through the scene to figure out that, yes, she was dating with dancing with the, with the vampire, yeah. but she was dancing in front of a mirror. That's why I was like, yeah. why is she dancing by herself? And I was like... Oh, it's vampire. the reflection. Yeah, exactly. Did you also notice her hair got like... Wooshy? Like, whoosh. Yes, exactly. Like it got all... Uh, yeah, wooshy and... Um, it looked like a, a mohawk. 
kind of thing. Yes. Like it got all like super curled in the mohawk. And okay, and folks, again, if you haven't seen the movie, she has short hair. Yes. In the beginning, she has short, like has, curly page boy haircut. I guess. Yeah. Think of um, if you guys need like a superhero reference. Think of like uh, Spider Gwen. She has like that 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 short hairstyle. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking Pat from SNL. No. Short, tight, curly. Don't know that reference. Uh, but it's not that curly. Yeah. So, um, so the, again, this is where uh, the vampire decides to take Amy and was like, haha, Charlie, come and get me. She's going to be at my house tonight. Let's do this. Let's end it tonight, kind of thing. I have so many issues with her being seduced by the vampire. I wrote a bunch of things about, she's a child, sir. And then. Well, again, we're, since we're going with the fact that she's 18. She's 18, then she can make decisions. Yes. But also, kick the nuts, bring the nose down to your knee, and run. But again, okay, if you're... Th that whole point of it was that she was, like, being mesmerized seduced by him. Seduced yes, because their timeline, their, yeah. their love through I the mean, ages. I mean, like, that was one of the, the subtle things that they did. Because in a lot of vampire movies, they always have, like, the hypnosis thing. The, you know, look into my eyes and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. So this was kind of that portion of it, too. Of where he was, like, taking Amy to kill Charlie. Anyways. Yeah. Because he's like, hey, two birds, one stone. I'll go ahead and keep her, and I'll kill him. He was, like, twisting the knife in the wound a yeah. little bit. Yeah, exactly. So, she, uh, so Charlie, um, so Dandridge actually takes Charlie, or takes Amy, and Charlie catches back up with Peter Vincent, and they decide to storm the house. How angry were Peter Vincent's neighbors with all of these teenagers showing up, screaming at his door for three days? Yeah, no, true that. Well, no, the only person that screamed was Charlie, and that was more at the end. No, sorry, and Evil. And Evil did when he came... Oh, we missed the part. He came back as the vampire's thrall and attacked Mr. Vincent. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, piggybacking back up on that, too. The special effects on that, too. That was awesome. The burning of the cross on the guy on on his on his skin, and then like you saw all the goo and everything like that come so off. Cool. Like that was awesome. The the slight eye change, the the teeth that regrew and everything like mm -hmm. that. That that was really cool special effects that happened. Um. Uh. So we go. Uh, so now we're at the house too. One of the big key things that that happened during the house too is that um, Dandridge. Here, here's a, a big spoiler thing. Dandridge change, turns Amy. She is in the most beautiful gown on this luxurious fur rug, and he transforms her. Did you notice something when he when she starts to change? Her hair? Her hair started growing. Yeah, no, her hair was like super long, and it was super red. It was I want to like, be a vampire. Was, <laughs> I want to grow my hair back. <laughs> well, I mean, all that stuff does start to happen, I guess... Uh, they no, it it does like everything. You don't just get trapped in time whenever you become a vampire. Like some of your stuff starts to regrow, and then you get trapped. Yeah, because like, you become like beautiful, so you can seduce prey, right? Yeah, yeah. They talk about that in an interview with the vampire. Whenever he uh, changes the the young girl. Vampires are just like us. Yeah. Um, something cool though that I I actually remember seeing when I saw this part too was okay. So you know how sometimes whenever people get bit by a vampire in the movies. It's either super excruciating pain or the other opposite side of the spectrum. Well, in an anime that I was watching before called Blood Brothers, and it's about vampires as well, um, the vampire actually can gets to pick how they want the bite to feel. 
Interesting. Yeah, so they talked about that too, um, about how vampires, this is a way that vampires kind of have sex with people without actually having sex because they can't or, yeah. and, you know, they're dead technically. Um, but yeah, so the biting is, uh, is why people always moan in some of the movies or like the shows is because it's giving them pleasure and it's kind of giving them to that point. Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's so that's why like she went like hardcore on that because that was like. Yeah, and the blood dripping it, down her yeah. back sensually because she See, uh, the yes. dress was backless. That yes. was incredible. See, and that's why like they don't really like he doesn't really have his way with her, but he does. But it still doesn't take that that part. Yeah, you know. So Charlie and Mr. Vincent arrive at the house. Mr. Vincent has this giant vampire kit. I want one. That was a cool kit. I really kind of do want something like that, too. That was pretty neat. I could fit so many snacks in there. <laughs> and I love that he walks into the house just telling himself, I'm Peter Vincent, the great vampire killer, just over and over again. I'm going to start doing that when I get to work. <laughs> I mean, you got to have that confidence when you go and fight uh, Internal Creatures of the Night. Infernal Creatures of the Night. Band name. Exactly. Band name? Nice. That's not band name. <laughs> um, but... Love how he still, as soon as they get into the house and they start trying to fight uh, the, the vampire, um, Charlie gets thrown over the ledge. By the thrall, he gets by the, by the thrall, open like, hand slaps. Yeah, and Mr. Vincent runs running out of the house scared. And he goes to see cool mom. Yeah. Who is working over now. You thought she died. I thought I, she was dead. I was so sad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like When that part came up, I just heard you go... <gasps> I was so I was so upset. Cool mom died. She took a Valium and the vampire got her. <laughs> but yeah, she was just working nights. And uh, whenever Peter Vincent goes to the house, who does he run into? Evil. That's right. Bum, bum, Turned in uh, evil. Uh, going on full, almost full vampire right there too, because he's still a newborn, pretty much. Yeah, yeah he just got like turned two hours old. Yeah, so. How uh, how surprised were you when he turned into uh, a wolf? I was very confused. Okay, why were you confused? Vampires and wolves don't get along. Well, werewolves don't get along. Yes, but vampires can actually change into... Uh, they are part shapeshifter, and so they can change into bats, mice, were uh, wolves. They actually can even change into... And I, this is where I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about the fog later. They can change into fog. Fog and mist. That's why, like, uh, it was a big foreshadowing Just thing. Face right now. Oh, you're like, like mind blown kind of thing that's going up in in your face right now. Um, that's why, like, there was so much fog and everything else. Because again, he would change into fog in the nights um, to uh, and uh, to move around easier. Like, you would still hear the flapping of the of the wings and the bats and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, him. but you couldn't see him. Why not? Because he was fog. And fear makes your heart beat faster, making your blood go more. And then it makes you a tasty snack for the vampire. Yeah. Um, and again, this is another part, another key point where I saw, and again, the special effects were awesome. Whenever he, okay, whenever he were fighting, not gonna lie, I got a little sad because I always hate hearing animals cry. <laughs> I put Ruben, cover your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, hardcore. Because, um, so he stabs the wolf and the wolf falls off the, the second story uh, landing. Um... You know, and it, uh, it goes into, like, an animatronic one that looks like, like, yeah, just like a, a hurt animal. And you're like, oh, no real animals were hurt during the making of that movie, too, by the way. Um, but, yeah, but then the slow change back to uh, him as, as a human, 
him melting was disgusting and I loved it. Right? Those effects were gnarly. Exactly. Like that is just one of the, oh man, that's what makes this movie so awesome is just those effects that, that, that go into it. So after uh, Vincent fights uh, Evil Ed, he goes back to go help Charlie go in the house, which Charlie has now found Amy and he finds that Amy is slowly turning and uh, Jerry the... Uh, the vampire locks him in that room and is like, okay, we're just going to go ahead and let her go ahead and kill you. And tell what he has until 6 a.m. Yeah. To to change her back. Or no, before dawn. Yes, because yeah. at dawn, when um, the vampire goes to bed, I'm assuming her change becomes permanent. Permanent, yeah. I mean, which in some vampire lore, it's like as soon as they have their first blood. Yes. Yeah. Um, so at that, that's whenever Peter Vincent helps uh, Charlie escape the room, and they're about to fight Dandridge again, but, um, the other guy, uh, what was his name? Billy. Wait, Billy? Right, yeah, Billy Cole. Yeah, Billy Cole. Billy Cole. Fake comes name. and he, like, fights, and, okay, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, yes! Whenever Peter Vincent, like, shot him in the face, in the like, point black, yeah, like, I was like, yeah, okay, cool, he's gone, he's dead. What was he? I, because after like a whole clip, he's not dying. But he took a stake to the heart and died and yes. melted, which was so gross. That was super cool. So oh, gross. You say gross, I say cool. Um, I'm going with he was a ghoul or like a um, some kind of zombie. I'm thinking zombie with an eye. Some kind of, because there's different the yeah. different spellings. Yeah, true that. Um, So after, uh, so Charlie stabs him in, in the heart, I guess, because I mean... You have to also think, I guess, any creature or anything like that, once you stab it in the heart or take off its head, it's usually... Yeah, it's a god. It's usually going to die. Um, so, then he melts and again, uh, turns into a full skeleton. Um, and that's when the real fight between him, or uh, Charlie, Peter, and Dandridge happen. Dandridge, like, toys with everybody around the house, and then he flies through the window... Gets sucker punched down the stairs, where he turns into a bat monster. Did I skip a major part? Well, no, I was gonna say I don't think he got sucker punched down the stairs. It's um, he oh he realized the no, sun's the, coming the, the up. No, the sun was coming up because Peter uh, Vincent trapped him up at the stairs with against the broken window. Yes, and that's yes. when he was like, ha ha ha, you can't kill me, and he's like, ha ha ha, it's dawn. Look, turn around. And that's when he's like, oh god, I'm gonna die because I'm a vampire and I'm gonna burn and. In the sunlight. Again, I cannot stress enough how awesome these effects were. Him turning into a bat, him melting. Super cool. Well, he hadn't got... Yeah. Well, he kind of like... Yeah. Like, like, melts yeah, up a it, little bit. Like, the body morphed with it and, and melted in with it. He reminded me of, like, some kind of, like, gremlin or something. Yes. You know? Lots like, of greens. Like, with, with a bat. Like, a weird gargoyle face kind of thing. Um, so, then we get into the basement. And, again, we're hitting, like, the end of our movie here, folks. Uh, we get into the basement where uh, they're looking for the coffin to try to go through. Um, they finally get the coffin open, and they're, uh, Vincent, Peter Vincent stabs him in, uh, in the heart, but just not hard enough um, with the hammer and the stake to fully kill Dandridge. Which I was like, damn it. Him just plucking it out and yeah. throwing it. It looked like a toothpick. Like He just like, eh. All while Charlie's having to fight the love of his life, Amy, in the basement. Yeah. Which, again, she's got, like, super long red hair now and everything yeah. like that. Like, she looks completely different. She it's, looks it's like a mature it, woman now. Yeah. 
Which is funny because, okay, like, um, quick side note. I know we're, like, dropping on side notes here. <laughs> but I think when they filmed the movie, she was already, like, 20-something. She looked so young. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Everyone in that movie looks so young, so yeah. soft. I mean, I don't know, but it might be like the Power Rangers things where they're like, oh, yeah, we're actually, like, 28 when we look like we're 14. How do you do, fellow teens? Yeah, exactly. Um, so during this whole great fight, everything like that, what ha what what happens? They uh, they break a window, which okay, I I'll give them that. They're, they break idea. they break a window. Yes, that's perfect. Get the sunlight in there. But how many windows do you have in your basement? Right, and the huge one, is coincidentally, right over your casket yeah. that you sleep in. That was, yeah, exactly. Like right over the coffin that you that you're at. Really, really. Don't I'm sorry. Know. I'm gonna call BS on that one too, because I've been in um, I've been in several basements, which that just sounds really. Okay, so. Uh, again, yeah. How many windows are in that basement? Because uh, again, I've been in I've been in like friends' basements, like where they've had like pool tables and stuff, and there's like maybe one or two like little little window things, yeah. you know, like not like a whole freaking wall full of windows. That and there were full windows too. Did you notice that? Whole ass windows. They weren't like little ones or anything. A, a part of me says cool escape routes. Yeah. But the other part of me says that is a lot of moisture being let into your home. <laughs> weird about that it's so odd um but and here comes the great fun finish at the end they throw and break one of the windows that like you said earlier that was um right over their coffin and shoots a beam of concentrated sunlight, sunlight uh to dandridge blasting him all the way to the other side of the room bursting him up in flames it was incredible. This one, that that part was actually super cool. And did you notice um, that whenever he his body like uh, burned away and it was just a skeleton still burning, it was a full bat? Yeah, it was the, the bat form that he had yeah. when he was upstairs. Exactly. But it was like full human and then and like that. Like think of like man bat from Batman. Yes. yes. It had like human legs and yeah. like a bat torso and face yes. and arms. Exactly. Yeah, super crazy. Um. So after that, he's gone. He's defeated. The evil is uh, is is gone. This house is clean, kind of thing that happened. And um, uh, Charlie, we we go back to the next the next scene where Charlie and Amy are again getting getting hot and heavy in his bedroom and stuff like that. Going and um, Peter Dandridge is back on the TV. Or not Peter Danger, sorry. Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent is back on the TV uh, talking about uh, his show again. There's, he's still on Friday night. I guess he got his job back. But now he's talking about other movies. And again, that was another Elvira reference of because she would always show all the all the, the scary movies from like outer space and all that yeah. stuff too. Um, and then here's your, uh, your last little thing that you see is you see two red eyes when uh, Charlie is walking away from the window. Is there a sequel? Is there not? So then we hear a laugh. Yeah. And guess whose laugh it is? It sounded like Evil Eds. It sounded like Evil Eddies to yes. me. Now there is a Fright Night too. There is. If there we is, can find it is. somewhere. I think I saw it on YouTube. I don't trust it, but we'll see. Well, okay, so this one, like I said, came out in 1985. There is a remake uh, of both the first and second one. Because the second one does have the same actors and actresses. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's a that one's a really good one too. That one it is Fright Night Two. The story continues, or or the night the night continues, or something like that. And this one it's got like a female vampire lead that's trying to actually kill Charlie. Ooh. Yeah. Super. Uh, it's uh, 
it's a really interesting movie. We'll, we'll have to try to find that one, the the part two, because I know the remake of number two is uh, is on uh, some of the streaming services right yeah, now, too. Yeah, we saw it when we were looking yeah. for this one. So, um, Mr. Q, let me ask you this. Since this was this was your first time actually watching the movie, right? Yes. Okay, what did you honestly think? Like, would you watch it again? Would you recommend it? What, what were your... I would definitely watch it again. Okay. I actually really liked it, and okay. I was going to tell you... I feel like we should do a rating system for our movies. I was thinking the same thing, too. What are we talking about? Like, skulls? Are we talking about... I'm thinking Dead Camp Counselors will be our scale. Dead Camp Counselors. Yes. Okay, from, from from what to what? So, uh, we'll say one to five. Sure. I give this one five Dead Camp Counselors. Five Dead Camp... Man, that's a high count rate, death count rate there. Um, okay, so for me, like I said, this is one of my favorite ones, so I would give it like four and a half... Like okay. four and a head kind of thing going on. Four um, and a torso? Yes. Just because, again, some of it is super campy, but it's the good kind of campy because it's not, they don't like, they don't make too much fun of it. It's still got super seriousness. Um, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Super, super definitely. Um, so, going on that too. Yeah. Like I said, I would recommend this movie before. I still actually want. Uh, to see the remake again because I think the remake's really neat with um, Colin Farrell, David Tennant, and um, I love David Tennant. Yeah, he's in it too. He actually plays Peter Vincent. Yeah, yes. he plays the vampire killer. Super cool. Um, so yeah, so folks, if you haven't seen this movie yet or anything like that, and uh, what we what you've heard from us today is intriguing, um, don't forget to check us out next week, and don't forget to watch those movies. Yes. If you have a movie that you want to suggest that you're like, oh man, this would be a great one for you guys to talk about and just kind of look over, let us know. Um, shoot us an email or, or check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Um, but we'll hit you all up later. Stay spooky, my friends. Um, this is your host, uh, Ruben, signing off. And this is Quincy Quinn Quitman. I have many names. <laughs> Telling you to watch your back and don't look out the windows at night. <laughs> Bye, all.